This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you in part by Rosedale Communications, offering author-centric literary consulting, writing, and editing services to help you capture your voice, craft your message, edit your content, and publish your completed manuscript for business or ministry online at craftingyourmessage.com. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number for him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I Work For Him podcast. And on Tuesdays, we call it Together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha. Why do you always give me that face when I do that pointing thing to you? Don't you like doing that part of the intro? <laughs> Here, let's just work this out right here live on the radio. <laughs> I, I just love to hear your voice. And you've got that perfect radio voice. You know, people say that when we're on the air, it's great radio. And it's because of you. Because he said, when I'm on the air, my own, it's just good radio. She's shaking her head. That's illegal to do when we're on the radio. All right, listen. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him this afternoon as we focus our Tuesdays on marriage and relationship issues because... As Christ followers, our marriages should be an example to our community. They should be a light to the people that we work alongside, that we live alongside, that we go to church alongside. God created marriage as a fabric of society. And as Christ followers, our marriages should be an example for others. And therefore, we talk about it. Because if your marriage is a mess at home, it impacts everything you do, especially what goes on in the workplace. So that's why we dedicate Tuesdays to marriage and relationship issues. And today, we're going to talk about the topic of working together with your spouse. But before we get to that, a couple of things. We'd love for you to engage with us. Yeah, so um, I know we've said it before, but you know there might be a lot of people that you just had this radio and you got in it, the car or whatever, and you found this station and maybe you haven't heard our show before and you want to learn about us. I work for him is our website and that's the number four. I work the number for him.com, meaning that we have this perspective that we work for the Lord. Um, that's the capital him. So on our website, you can learn how to link to us on all the different social media platforms, as well as a contact page. I just want to encourage people to, you know, send us a note. Let us know maybe what you're even struggling with. Maybe what you would like us to talk Ooh, about. On hey, there's radio. an idea. And listeners telling us what they'd like to hear us talk about. That's I a fantastic love idea. that. Or maybe you've read a book. Um, now, we do limit our shows on books just because we, um, Jim reads all the books that we highlight, and that is a lot of work. He loves to read, but he likes to have a life as well. So we're, we've been limiting that. But if there's something that maybe has really happy touched life, you. Happy life. Happy life taught you um, some new, you know, new lessons about incorporating your faith in your work, whatever it might be, um, let us know, because we'd love to highlight that and challenge our listeners with the same ideas and challenge ourselves. That's right. And if you're not much of a, you know, contact us page kind of a person, go to just call into our I work for him listener line 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. 
want to thank you, though, for tuning in all over Florida. Uh, in St. Augustine, Folkestone, Georgia, Carrollton, Georgia, Tampa Bay. And really, when we say Tampa Bay, we mean from Ocala to Fort Myers and everywhere in between and almost all the way out to Disney, Jasper, Florida. However you're hearing us today, just know that we appreciate you tuning in and we want to hear from you. 866-713-9675 or just send an email to Martha <laughs> or me, Jim at IWorkForHim.com or Martha at IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. All right. So here's one of the things we've learned. Martha and I have been doing marriage mentoring. We're going on our 19th year of doing marriage mentoring. And one of the things we've learned is that couples that work together, whether they own a business together or whether they just actually work in the same office, couples that work together and own business together, they're entrepreneurial by nature. They have different marriage issues than couples that just work two separate eight to five jobs. Notice I don't say nine to five jobs because we understand nobody gets to work nine to five anymore. And if you have a nine to five job, make sure you thank God every day you clock in. That'd be fantastic. All right. So we're talking about what are some of the struggles that couples experience differently because they're entrepreneurial Then how do they work through those well, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of funny because we have been, I'm just going to, you know, put it all out there. We have been watching, um, Madam Secretary on Netflix. I've not been binging. We've been trying to keep no, it to one to three episodes. Okay. Three on Friday nights. Oh my goodness. Okay. We talk, if we're going to be transparent, let's be transparent. Yeah, but we hadn't watched it. Anyway, um, in the, in the show, any of you that are familiar with it, they both had separate jobs for a long time. She is the secretary of state and he was an ethics professor. And through um, the seasons, it has come to where now he is working for the government and they actually have a lot of the same security clearance and are working in the same branch of government. So it's very, interesting because they're actually going to counseling right now trying to figure out like how do we work together and we're not we're bringing home you know all these world problems into our home and it's very interesting because truly although they're not entrepreneurs they're working together and they're struggling and i know it's a tv show but guys this is like a real it's a real show it's, well, it's some of the thing aspects of the show are real. No, but I, I'm not even talking about that. It's real, real life in the sense right. that um, people work together. You may have met your spouse, you know, and then you both work for the same company in different departments or whatever. But um, how to balance all that out? So I was just laughing in my head that, you know, we're watching this as they're trying to figure out, like, of course, it got a little hokey in their counseling session. You know, we need to get in touch with our circle of, I don't even know what they were trying to say, but okay. anyway. All right. But the, but the point, we're actually, when we said, what, were you done? Okay. You, <laughs> well, you start talking about circles and. Yes. Were you done? Go ahead. Okay. So when we endorse, we're not endorsing this program, but we're saying though, we will, the only shows we watch on Netflix are ones where there's not blatant sex and i mean these are this is actually they portray a husband and a wife married together and being faithful to each other that is good kind of television it is and it's not really heavily political even though it's about the government which is nice that's interesting all right so we're talking about couples that work together yes and they experience different issues like martha and i we work together in fact you guys should pray for martha because we work together 24 7 365 and we're, you know, we've been on, we go, we just got back from a huge road trip where we spent every day together and traveled a little over 7,000 miles. And, and so 
Martha spends a lot of time and she could use some quiet time every once in a while. She doesn't get that. So it creates issues for us. And I get tired and cranky. And then I have a Mountain Dew. Then I get ridiculously fast talking. We work together. It creates issues. Well, I tell people, um, one of the ways I describe it is that we, we need to learn how to dance together. And that's we one do of, need to learn to dance. Yeah. I don't think that's happening. It's the theory of dance oh. in the, in the workplace and life. And how do you, you know, how do you know who's to lead and what step to take and all of that kind of stuff. And I think there's some beautiful analogies between the two, but the whole point is when you are working together, you have different stresses because you have the financial stress of the business and your home. You have time restraints that you both are might be under for the work and the home. Um, you have obligations to employees and vendors and uh, customers, clients, whatever it might be. You are both carrying that um, together, which can be incredibly supportive, but it can also be incredibly stressful because you don't have anything else necessarily um, causing you to gain your attention. Well, and, and, and when you work together, that means every bit of your finance, when you, you own a business together, your finances impact your personal life because you're always going to pay your employees before you pay yourself, which means you shouldn't have more employees than what you can afford to pay so you can pay yourself. But it, it's money. It impacts everything. It impacts everything about you. So when we were on our last marriage cruise, we actually did a breakout on this and we asked some entrepreneurial couples, what are some of the things that they struggle with that are a little bit different than what some of the, uh, maybe their friends who both of them have a, a nine to five job. Yeah, I know nobody's got a nine to five job, but here's some of the things they said. Um, they're struggling with personality issues. Okay. Creative issues, um, that, uh, they're talking their personality issues, one person more talkative than the other. Uh, and uh, one person's more of a cheerleader and one person needs more encouragement. And, and that's kind of an issue. They're, they're struggling with work-life balance because everything seems to be related to work. I mean, Martha, when we, when we had those couples sharing, there was some serious frustration in that room. Well, yeah, because um, most people that are entrepreneurs – uh, don't necessarily set out to be that way. They either create something or they fill a niche or they get a side job or the, and then they find out they're really good at it and then to the point where it overtakes them. Um, but they may not necessarily have all of the skills to run that business. But as a couple... You have more of the skills, typically, and then you try to fill in the gaps. So it just creates this um, environment where maybe you weren't expecting to go this way, and you do. Working together with your spouse, what does that look like? How does that impact your marriage? How does it feel? How do you deal with it? Do you have different issues in your marriage because you work together with your spouse as opposed to couples that don't work together with their spouse? Martha, what are some, we've had times where in our marriage, in our almost 32 years of marriage, that we've worked together and we've had years where we haven't worked together, but we've always done ministry together though. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when we weren't working together, we were doing ministry together. What do you think some of the biggest stressors have been in our marriage from working together? From working together? Um, I think early on, it was the whole unpredictable um, income 
caused stressors because we didn't have... But our first job we worked together, we worked for a company where somebody else was paying the salaries. That's true. Um, so we worked together for a large corporation. We worked alongside each other. So that really didn't cause any issues. We got to commute together. That was kind of fun. Yeah. I I, I don't see that as being um, the same that was that was different. It was it, easier. It, it was easier. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. And and I had a job I literally could leave at the office. How cool I haven't was had that? one since then yeah. like that. <laughs> oh, go back to those days. No, because it was also they could smoke in the office. I'll never forget that. Really? Yes. People smoked at their desks. I'm thinking the airport job that we had. Oh, I was thinking. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. thinking the insurance job. Okay. So, and then we had the other job where we worked for an airport services company. Where we worked in the yes. same office, but oh, no, I, I was took my IT focused. Yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, but then when we went into business together, well, mm-hmm. first we decided to have children and I got in the insurance business and I was gone long days, three mm-hmm. nights a week at least. And you were home raising uh, our youngest, Joshua, and our, our oldest, our medium child. Or how about the one in the middle? Joshua is what I'm trying to say. Our first biological child. And yet you were working all day long, but then at night you helped me make phone calls. So that was working together. Was, was there stress there? Um, yeah, but you know, I, I've personally never been the kind of person that was like, Oh, I've, I've got to do this. And, you know, I've always kind of made the best of things, I think, but, um, we just had to do it. Have we it ever was done one it of those things you... where I saw that I had something I could do to help our business. And we saw it as our business because right. anything I did for you helped you to be more successful. So. Have we ever been in a situation, though, where you've been the boss and I've been the worker? Because a lot of times it's me. I take the boss role and you. I think you volunteered once at my retail store. I did. <laughs> but you could pick and choose when you're a volunteer. You yeah. don't have to do everything. <laughs> I built all those uh, stands for you. or those you around. Yeah. Okay. So, but some of the things, we, the question I asked you was, what kind of issues do you think is we've been working together for most of our lives, and certainly sure. on the radio show, we've been cranking it out the last, oh, wow, going on years. two solid <laughs> years, though, of just being totally dedicated to the radio show, mm-hmm. you know, eight days a week, 16-hour days. What do you think, working together, what kind of stress has that brought to us? Um, well, like you mentioned, I do like my... I. Quality time is not my top love language. No, it is not. Words of affirmation are However, top love language. However, it is gyms. So I don't ever get know, enough time with Martha. We share an office, um, which has its pros and cons. Um, gyms, she throws spit wads all the time. Yeah, I try, but I'm not very good at it. No, she's not. I don't know. Help me out here. What are you thinking? I, I just I think one of the things it, it is we've. Since we've been cramming so recently, working together so hard in the radio show, we've we ha- we don't stop to do as much fun stuff as we used to. Like because like we're just always working. So I think it's impacted our fun factor. Although just recently we went on a date night and that was fun. We had a fun, but the fun factor. I think mm-hmm. it's impacted a little bit of fun factor. Yeah, we've talked about that. And I think that we find ourselves always talking about work, which is why our hobby is so important. Our hobby of doing marriage mentoring gets us away from talking about the radio. But I think the temptation yeah, we is we're always working. focus on other people's problems. Yeah. We need to focus on other people's issues instead of our own issues. We don't, that's not intentional, but it, no. I'm sorry. I thought it was kind of funny. It was funny. I get that. But I think that we have we struggle with always being on and we need to yeah. shut it off. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And having and an I, office in the house, that's an issue, I think. 
Um, it has pros and cons, definitely. I think you should have a timer lock on the door. We talked about that. We've talked about a lot of solutions, but don't necessarily implement them. <laughs> if I put a timer lock on the door at 3 o'clock in the morning when Martha can't sleep, she'd be pounding me going... How do you override this thing so I can get in the office? It would be not a pretty thing. No, it would not be. So I think, um, you know, I think all of us in society, whether we work for ourselves or we are um, performance driven in our job or commission based or whatever, we tend to struggle with working too much. And, um, you know, I know that there's a lot of resources out there about working more effectively instead of, you know, long hours and things like that. But I think there's good in putting parameters on things. Well, and I think one of the things as we talked uh, with these couples on a marriage retreat, and Martha and I have looked at this, there are, there are different issues for couples working together in their own business than couples that own a business where only one of them works in the business, there's different issues that they deal with. When a couple is work, when a couple owns a business, yet only one of the members of the couple, the husband or the wife runs the business and is involved in the business every day. There's different issues like uh, the spouse that own, that's working in the business. They work all the time. There's no time for themselves outside of work and family. There's financial stress. There's overlapping roles. When you both work together in the office, there's mismatched roles because you just do what you got to do. You know, Martha and I have pl- played back and forth the ye- for years, the bookkeeping side of the business. And I don't know that there's really a better person. We do it differently, but I don't know that. I think we both can just do it. Right. Sure. It's just a, it's a matter of, you know, who's going to do what. And like right now in life, I do the ironing, you do the vacuuming. Yeah, I mean, I know that's I household. The bathrooms. I know that's I household, but it's like but you the mop things. The floor. Yeah, and I dust. And, and you dust, you and I to hate dust. it to dust. So You know why I hate to dust, ladies and gentlemen? I hate to dust because you can't ever get it right. There's no perfect way to dust. Whenever you dust, there's always dust left behind. Hmm. I want no dust left behind. And because you can't have no dust left behind, you I can't, can't dust. have no dust. That is a really but when you vacuum, the carpets go. <gasps> but you know that's where the dust goes. I understand, but I can't see it because it's stuck see in the it. carpet. Okay, so. all right. So a lot of times, uh, entrepreneurial couples—they're overworked at the office and at home. They're, they don't take free time. They don't take vacation time. There's never time alone, mm-hmm. and it strains friendships with each other. I think we've seen some of that and the lack of having fun. We've absolutely struggled with that. I mean, I, we joked about dancing. We need we need to go do something like that. Dancing. What? Dancing. I, I if I sign us up for dance lessons, would you actually go? Could you handle... Martha has this issue. When I'm dancing, she has an issue. I laugh. <laughs> she can't stop you laughing. You say I don't have enough fun, so I guess that would be okay. But That's I feel bad because expense. it's fun at your expense. Yes. It just brings out the laughter in me. Because I am a ridiculously uncoordinated person. So I just don't know why you would do that to yourself. All right. So let's just list off some of the issues <laughs> of being married to an entrepreneur. Some of the things that impact couples where one spouse works in the business, and the other spouse does not. Mm. You know, I think that is a real struggle for people because they just don't understand on both sides. They don't understand how they can't turn it off at five o'clock and come home. You know, if they're a contractor and the sprinkler system is exploding and there's water going everywhere, they can't just like go, oh, gotta go. 
Dinner's on the table. You know, it doesn't work that way as much as you'd want it to. I think when the sprinklers are exploding in a building and it's your responsibility or not your responsibility, you should still make sure it gets shut off because that's really bad. Yes. Okay, just your example. I know that was a big example. It was a big example. But, you know, I just, I think of that and I think that, um, but we just don't understand each other's worlds. If you, if you were in an industry that I knew nothing of, I would be, um, yeah, that's the same page I'm on. We're, I'm we're glad having we're on sign the same language page. here right now. Here we're on the same page. But if, if you weren't in an industry I knew nothing of and you said, but I've got to do this phone call at nine o'clock because we're talking to China and blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I, I may not understand that. All right. So, but Causes some stress. of the issues. Well, there's yeah, that's stress. what I mean. Okay. I get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So some of the issues being married to an entrepreneur, the business sometimes can be seen as the lover. And a lot of times entrepreneurs are visionary types. They got a million ideas or maybe they have 10 or 20 new ideas a month. And and you're thinking, they just have so many ideas. Can't they just stick with one? Right. And they work all the time. I feel like a single parent. Uh, I feel like an assistant in the business, not a spouse. They're always working. Uh, the finances are always on the hook because that that spouse may not have any idea what's really happening. They don't know if they're making money or not because they're not involved. <laughs> and if you just got a real job instead of running your own business, we get a financial stability. Yeah. And you can be resentful because you it shortens the amount of time that they have together because of the stupid business. Did you say stupid business? I did. Okay. You can't whisper when we're on the radio. You yes, know that. I can. They heard me. They heard you? They okay, heard good me. deal. All right. and, and the spouse may say, you know what? I don't want to be rich. I just want a life together. That's why I married you, to spend time together. I would give it all up if I could just get my spouse back. Well, there's lots more to come on I Work For Him together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha Brangenberg as we talk about the issues that couples struggle with when they work together with their spouse or they're married to an entrepreneur. And we just went through that list, Martha, of things that a spouse might think if they're married to an entrepreneur. Yeah, we did. And so um, with that, there, you know, there's a lot of things you just have to talk through. You have to get on the same page. And sometimes that means Talking. letting go of the areas of the business that are really not worth the stress in the marriage. Well, and, and we always tell couples that they should be praying together every day, together, mm-hmm. not with their kids, but together, and that they should be spending 15 minutes a day talking. But if you own a business, you may need more time than that. Sure. To download. Or maybe you need to have a weekly, you know, owner's meeting. Because if you run a business and it's your business and you're married, it's your spouse's business too, whether he or she is involved in the business or not. Yes. So keeping them in the dark can be very dangerous. They may not want... And angering. Some spouses, and you got to just have a conversation about it, but some spouses don't want anything to do with it, but yet they really do because they care about ultimately provision and, you know, um, sustainability and things like that. They may not say it that way, but they care. And so being able to have some kind of a conversation that gives um, some information that can be securing or just say, you know what, it's a really tough time right now. It's going to be a couple months. We have this big project. I need, we need to be on the same page, have a conversation. It's just communication. Such a huge thing. Now we found some scripture verses we thought would be good for this topic. 
Yes. So one of the ones that I want to highlight is John seventeen twenty one, and it says that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. And we've talked about this many times, you know, showing unity, showing that there were one um is a good witness to other people. You know, if you're sitting there arguing in front of other people in your business, you know, it's okay to disagree, but if you're just at each other's throats and you are just not on the same page, it's a terrible witness. Well, and we have friends that own businesses together and we have at times witnessed them arguing together in front of their employees. And it creates an awkward situation for you and for your people well, and we, for your customers. We were kind of tired one night and we were mentoring and some people kind of joked and turned it on us and they're like, hey, we know these really great mentors you get. So, you know, we you, you're, you're unity with each other is a huge witness to other people your unity creates community oh that's so poetic it is make a t-shirt probably not okay not much of a t-shirt maker kind of guy all right for we are god's fellow workers you are god's field god's building all right first corinthians 3 9 said you know we're supposed to be working together we're supposed to be doing this together and as a married couple we're really one God created us as one. And so I think it's just important that we recognize that you were there for each other. But we, the, the communication is such a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Now, what about that Ephesians 4, 1 through 6, Martha? I thought that one really was good. I will read it. I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in just a man. Obviously a married guy then, right in this? No. Crickets. I was being funny. I'm not, I, don't I know where therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that brings belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. I hear a lot of one. Yes. What does that mean? That you need, those are, there's one, it's kind of like the guy that said, Jim, what's the one thing? What's the one thing done for him, my good friend? If you're focused on that one together, then you're going to be in unity. All right. So we need to talk about some of the solutions. We need to? Well, we need to. Glass half full. Absolutely. Okay. But just because there's working together response can be awesome. I oh, mean, it I is. think 95% of the time, maybe even more working together with Martha is awesome. It's actually, I always feel like it's awesome working for Martha. There's just times when we don't communicate our expectations very well. And so we have to fix that stuff. <laughs> that was another show. That was another show, another show back, maybe May Day or something like that. All right. So I found this article on this very random website that the article was 11 tips to working successfully with your spouse. I found it on this website, spousesflippinghouses.com. So it was this husband and wife couple. They're flipping houses together and they were Christ followers and they put together this list of 11 tips to success, working successfully with your spouse. Mm -hmm. Number one. Put your relationship first. Now, I'm going to challenge that one because if you're going to work, if you're a Christ follower, you need to put God first and then you put your relationship second. But I think their intent here is very, very good. Yeah. Your business shouldn't be in front of your marriage. Correct. That's what they're saying. They're not saying the very first thing in your life 
should be your relationship. They're just saying in being successfully working together, put your relationship is more important than the business. You know, we just need to understand that people are watching us. And as Christ followers, they're watching our behavior and our businesses. And they're always watching our marriages. And so we're supposed to be an example. And if you're constantly neglecting your marriage for your business, they're going to go, wow. If that's the example they're setting, that's not a very good example. I mean, that's something well, I have to I watch think, all the time. I think that you may even want to look at this a different way, Jim. Okay. Is what if um, they're, oh, let's just think. Okay. What if your business is something crazy that makes you have to be somewhere every Friday night and never get to, and Friday night's the only possible time you could have a date night because somebody can watch your kids on that Friday night. And long term, you chose the business option over your relationship with your spouse. I think that's what it's saying is like saying, don't, don't do things that intentionally jeopardize your relationship in the name of the business. I, I, that's very good words. I like the way you summarize that. All right. The number two is assume the best of the other person's intentions. You know, that's something we talk about all the time. We learned that love and respect. When we studied love and respect, which mm-hmm. you can find that online at love and respect Com, I Come. believe um, that we always that you're a goodwill person. Yes. And that you I may hear something different coming out of your mouth than what you're really saying. But I need to assume that you got good intentions towards me. Yeah. Like if I were to cancel a business lunch, um, you know, but trust me that I have good intentions for it because there's something else that came up or whatever the case might be. So, um, but we need to remember that about each other because it's easy to forget that in the heat of the moment. So treat them with as much or more respect than everyone else. All right. And it says, well, okay. So what do you mean by that? I got distracted. I was thinking you were still talking about the other thing, but treat them with as much respect or more. I think more, right? I mean, because they're your spouse, they should always outrank anybody else in the business. Well, you're setting, you're, you're also setting an example for marriage. Right. If you are, um, putting each other down, what kind of example is that? Terrible. Yeah. You know, that can be those kinds of snide things where, you know, maybe you're running a meeting and after the meeting, I was like, oh my word, I can't believe he said that to you. I'm really embarrassed or whatever, you know. Now, it's different if I were to say, hey, Jim, I think you need to go talk to that employee. I think you addressed them inappropriately or hurt their feelings. But if I were to say that and, you know, like make fun of you or something to the employee, that would be very degrading. Of course, with me, I'd much rather you say that to me when. Right then. Right. So oh, I yeah. can apologize right, in front right away because I don't want to screw up and, yep. and hurt somebody's feelings. Yep. All right. Take time out for fun. That's uh, of the 11 tips to working successfully with your spouse. That's number four. Take time out mm-hmm. for fun. Something you need to do. You need to get away from the business and have some fun with your spouse. Yeah. So define your roles. Check out what your personality types are and um, and make sure that you're using those to your advantage. And there's so business. many great tools out there, Martha, for that. I mean, we, we, we've, you know, you've got the disc model, you've got love languages that, that apply to that. You've got culture uh, index, culture index. That was huge yes. that we took that, but define your roles and your responsibilities mm-hmm. so that you're not getting in each other's territory. And so you could say, clearly that was you. You said you were going to do that. Clearly that's what you, you could have said to do that, but make sure your roles match your personality type. Don't put the, the 
person that's an engineer typically or CPA uh, in charge of collections or sales. That's not, that's not, they're not, they don't want to do that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. All right. Next one. Hire someone to do the minimum wage task or the things you just aren't very good at. I mean, here, here's the deal. So often entrepreneurs are working 60 or 70 hours a week because they're doing the stuff that they could hire somebody to do. Yeah, it doesn't require their um, level of expertise in order to do it. But we realize in a startup business, that's not the case. You know, you often have to do everything. Um, You're thankful you even have a toilet to clean, let alone hire somebody to do it. But when you get to the point where you have the ability to hire people, hire people to do the things that um, so that you can do what God's created you to do differently. All right. Don't throw each other under the bus in front of others. Martha already alluded to that. That's so huge. We got to respect each other all the time. But going back to the other example, it wouldn't be throwing you under the bus. If I were to, we have the relationship to be able to say, Hey Jim, I think we need to address what you just said to that employee. Um, If you were have said something in a group setting right. that I think needs to be you know, I don't refined. want to hurt somebody's feelings. Yep. And, and if I do, I want to be able to apologize for it right away because, boy, it's so much easier to do that than yeah. wait and find out and, a day later. And for you, in a group setting, letting the other people know that you've apologized to rather right. than it being a hidden thing. Right. So be each other's cheering squad. Nothing better than encouraging each other. Words of affirmation, especially for a words of affirmation person, right, Martha? Yes. You're amazing. Did I mention how amazing the website looks for iWorkForHim.com? You know, if you go out to iWork, the number for Him.com, you can see that we're on the air right now, and there's a blinking red dot. And Martha worked with our web developer to make it easy for you to catch us streaming. That's just her creative idea. Love that. No business at the dinner table. We do that really well. That's something we do really well. <laughs> Woohoo! We don't even talk at the dinner table. We just <laughs> we just find a series on Netflix, and that's the only part of the day we're just okay. Like people totally are going to think out. we're a t- terrible example for that. But Ooh, listen, folks, we're twenty four seven. We do plenty of talking with yes, each other. We just multitask. Listen as much as you speak. This I'm is an important trouble. one. Listening. If I have to listen as much as I speak, I'm in deep, um, deep trouble. Uh, I don't know about that. That doesn't mean as many words in your day. That means speaking to each other, I think. Always be grateful. That's Mm -hmm. the end of the 11 tips of working successfully together, successfully with your spouse. And we've been sharing some of our own challenges, some things we've experienced. And if you're just tuning in right now, you've missed some great back and forth between Martha and I. Make sure you go back out and listen to podcasts. Martha, they can find those podcasts on iWorkForHim.com all the time, right? They sure can. Or just whatever... um, way you like to listen to podcasts, we should be out there. And if we're not, send me an email because I'd like to get added. You know, I wanted to um, hit, we only have a few minutes left of the show. Right. I want That's to talk. Works. I works. Well, yes, it does. It just keeps going away. It's, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. We found another website, mollymotivates.com. And she had another great list of 11 tips on how to work with your spouse. I wanted to go through this just fairly quickly. And then I want to hit some other things. All right. Talk. You need to communicate clearly. You need to set up weekly meetings with each other uh, to talk about business and you need to set goals together if you're working together with your spouse set weekly goals monthly goals yearly goals but those weekly meetings are a key and be open to discussion just because you may have the ceo title doesn't mean the coo or cfo or president can't have input it's really important right martha oh look at you you asked for my input 
That was really nice. <laughs> oh, listen to the sarcasm dripping off the microphone. Uh, no, I thought that was cute. I didn't even do it that way. I was oh. trying to get you involved in the conversation. All right. Go away every quarter to focus on each other and not the business. There's something we could learn from. We should do that. We should. Starting very soon. We're going to do that. Mm-hmm. All right. Have a date night. This is something that's super important. A date night where you leave your cell phones behind as long as you can. Have somebody else take your cell phone calls, but just have a date just night. Just put it on silence. Make it a priority. somebody your cell phone. Just okay, fine. Leave it in the car. Yeah, blow it up with a n- small nuclear no, missile or something. No, because then that costs money. Yes, and then it creates radioactive waste. Mm. Okay. Always talk kindly to each other or be really quick to apologize. Listen to one another. Well, because always, Sounds nobody like always does it. Uh, brain dump. Share all that you have and then sort through it together. I'm not sure Martha's ready for my brain dumps all the time, but I, I did brain dump on her earlier this morning. And how bad was that? Yeah, it was fine. But I think that you don't. You, you, ew, this is a dangerous one because I, I get, try to brain dump on you sometimes and you're like, okay, I'm overwhelmed. I can't take any more. I'm sorry. I'm unfair. Oh, no, I just think that maybe you need to set up the time you're going to brain dump. But I don't even know when I'm going to brain dump I sometimes. know. I think that's more of a heart dump. Okay. That's different. All right. This is an important one. We've been learning about this one. Know in your team, your husband and wife team, know who is the wow person and who is the how person. And if you're the how person, don't go right to how Make sure you celebrate the wow moment for a second. In other words, I might come up with a really great idea. I don't want Martha to go, well, how are you going to pay for that? I'd like her to celebrate my wow moment. What and a great idea that was, Jim. I think we should discover more about that it. That would be better if she would respond like that. Actually, Martha's not a real how mm-hmm. person. I'm more the how person. How are you going to do that? I, I'm if watching. you don't see me that way, it's... Thank the Lord, because I'm often, because I am the task, you know, I mean, we're both pretty task oriented, we so we're both thinking, well, how's that, how do you do that? And how do you integrate it? And how do you, what color should it be? And what size? And <laughs> all right, you're listening to our work room together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha, as we talk about working together with your spouses. And I just want to invite you to, if you've got a story of working together with your spouse and it's a good story. Share it with us on our listener line, 866-713-9675, 866-713-9675, or 866-713-WORK. All right, we, I found this funny article Okay. about three stages of working with your spouse. At first, stage one, it's ignorant bliss. You start by thinking it's going to be better than ever. Then stage two kicks in. It's impossibly hard. This is where most people give up. I was absolutely, what was I thinking? I could work with my spouse every day. We get people all the time and say to Martha, <laughs> they say it to Martha. They don't say it to me. They say it to Martha. How do you guys do it? I could never work with my spouse. And they're looking they at me say. when they say that I can never work with my no, spouse. And they're looking at me. I don't think so. I think so. I think you're paranoid, self-conscious or paranoid or something, okay. but, but you know, and to speak to that, okay, maybe not everybody is designed to work together, I agree. but at the same time, why in the world would I marry somebody that I didn't want to spend time with? That's right. That'd be weird. But some people just are different. So when it gets impossibly hard, this is where you 
work got to work heavy on communication and role clarity and personality matching and trust Mm -hmm. that's so huge and stage three is where we're at today it's amazing why doesn't everybody work together with their spouse on a christian radio talk show travel across the country I think I just, I don't know. Because there's just not enough of those crazy people in the world. That's right. All right. So our marriage is different because there's a business involved. How do we keep it fresh and thriving? That's how we want to spend the rest of the show today. Sounds good. So one thing to um, remember is that quiet time becomes even more important. Are you talking joint and quiet we're time or personal private time? about, well, could be both. But I'm not talking. I didn't write the article. We're just talking about the article. But the fact that relying on our Lord needs to be even more important, not not really more important because it should always be more important, but uh, we can't rely on ourselves. I blew my quiet time this morning. All right. Buck Jacobs from uh, one of the founders of C12 says it best. There's a 23 hour day out of 24, 23 hour day. The first hour is the Lord's not yours. Spend it with the Lord every day. Uh, That quiet time becomes critical because if you're trying to hear the voice of the Lord as you run your business, you need to be quiet. And that includes your prayer time. Yes. Prayer time, journal time, reading your Bible time. That's this quiet time is all. Mm -hmm. It's just all about quiet. Leave your cell phone somewhere else. That's why it's important that you have your Bible in paper so you can leave your cell phone somewhere else. So another thing to help keep it fresh and thriving is to make communication even that much more important. Well, you kind of jumped over the prayer time together. Oh, anyway, okay. Okay. Prayer time together. I just think Martha shrugs her shoulders. I just you can't see that on radio. That's okay. But it's important. The prayer time oh, together. I wasn't saying it wasn't important. Because I think I as, we talked as couples, it. as couples in business together, that praying together becomes even more critical. Yes. But I, but I was talking about the quiet time was just me and the Lord, not me and you and the Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then the prayer time together becomes mission critical as well, especially, I mean, at work. Okay. I'm sorry. It's all right. Make sure we're communicating. Make sure we're having conversations, not just uh, leaving things. um, Or having expectations or doing mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. All right. Intentionality is critical for separating work and pleasure. Martha, this is something we are really working on. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, we are. Um, How are we doing it? Some days are better than others. You know, we enjoy what we do with the radio and we meet a lot of people. So it's harder for us to separate. It's not like, okay, I've, I've balanced 25 bank statements today. I can be done and go to cook dinner. You know, it's not like that kind of a separation because uh, what we do is very relational. So it, it has its uh, trials with that. But it is important that we learn to separate work and pleasure. Martha and I are working on that. Is It's a danger. How about dating and getting away from work is a must do. Mm-hmm. That's something that, you know, we, we get, I've gotten away. Wow. I think three times in the last six months to a date night with a movie. <laughs> Which isn't the only kind of date. But for us, we do enjoy a good movie. And there have been lots to choose. From there have been. Movie. In fact, you know, one of the things that we chose for this session when we did it on our marriage cruise was... From now on, the Hugh Jackman song on the in the movie The Greatest Showman, which was a phenomenal movie for entrepreneurial couples. Yeah, it really was. They, they really dist- they demonstrated all of the dangers for being an entrepreneur and all the bonuses for being an entrepreneur. 
Yeah, it was it was fabulous. So never agree to commit to something else that will take you away from your marriage without talking about it with your spouse. So this is something critical, especially in the area of what I will say is ministry outside of your work. Now, we believe that ministry happens in your work. And so um, it's a danger to say, hey, I'm going to commit to teaching a class every Tuesday night um, things like that without talking with your spouse. I mean, that's just dangerous. So, um, those are things you need to make sure you're talking about and not ever committing to something without having the discussion first. Right. Absolutely. And that's something we have, Martha and I've really worked on and we've got a social calendar and we got our work calendar. And when we are committing each other, we always make sure, Hey, I got to check with Martha first. She's going to check with Jim first. I mean, it's just, we've really been working on that. How have I been doing? I think a lot of things show up on the calendar, (laughs) but that's okay. So apparently I've been doing really good at that one. All right. The last one to make our business, keep our, those that work together in their business to keep our marriage thriving. The last one is your marriage will always be under attack. Your marriage has an enemy and it's not your spouse. You have to be in battle mode all the time. Don't let up on your marriage or any of these key things like prayer, communication, quiet time, because the enemy wants you to do that. Yeah, he looks for wedges and ways to get in and cause division, and we can't let that happen. All right, it's important to note that working together with your spouse does create some issues, but it's issues that are absolutely overcomable, and you can do it. Just work at it, work at communicating. It it just spend some time on this. It's incredible. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg on it. Together on Tuesday, just keep in mind, our workplace is our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him. 